with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold here with Alan. Alan Witch is in the house. What's going on, my friend? What's happening? Hey, buddy. Doing great. How about yourself? Boy, it's, uh, we're talking, uh, Another year here, man. Introduc introduction of another year and a couple casts into uh, to 2017 and some major things happening for us and what we're bringing to our, our guests and our audience and uh, our list of uh, contacts and, of course, our clients. So um, excited, excited about today's, today's guest, too. How's it going in your neck of the woods? The neck of the woods is good. You know, I was in my T-shirt and shorts, uh, you know, running this morning. So the weather is still pretty amazing. I mean, we'll get a little chilly uh, through February, but nothing in comparison to where our guest is from today um, or where I come from, Alan. And I do believe you probably still have some chilly weather up your way. We do. Unfortunately, we're supposed to be getting snow and ice again here in the next 24 hours, which is just absolutely fantastic since uh, I don't ski and I do not own a <laughs> pair of skates. Well, so we're going to navigate very carefully. Right. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks not to uh, be into winter sports if you live in the winter. Uh, yeah. Winter, but, um, nope. Never into hey. winter sports. All good. All good. Uh, listen, uh, great guest today. I'm excited to uh, have him on the show. Brings a lot of great um, insight and qualities uh, that you know I certainly can respect, and and I think you know definitely our audience is going to love. I say all the time, you know, and this is to the audience. I certainly have my journal book out. I know Alan does. I do as well. And we uh, we take some great notes and, you know, we implement on some of the action steps because that's what this show is all about is to give you some insight, have you go then, do some research, uh, and give you some tools uh, that will definitely um, help you out in your business or, you know, whatever it is that you, uh, that you do. Um, so on that note, my friend, let's, uh, let's kick it off, Alan. Well, you just mentioned something pretty key, talking about uh, research and doing some due diligence. And, of course, we've done that, <clears throat> pardon me, for the last year, year, and, well, the last couple of years, I guess. But uh, even in regards to finding guests for our show, hmm. and uh, we're very diligent in, in doing research and trends and uh, following not just the social media circuits, but also following what's happening in the industries and reaching out and digging down and finding guests to bring on the show. That uh, that really add a great deal of uh, content and uh, value to the listener base. But we also are very fortunate to have had some great guests on the show. Actually, all of our guests are great. Um, 
but there are a few that do in fact uh, open up their their own uh, uh, Rolodexes and do offer some some other great uh, some great folks and which is the case today so a shout out to mr. Dave Clare yeah thank you sir very Absolutely. much for uh, continuing to to feed this uh, this establishment with some fantastic people and today's guest is uh, by no means an exception. Um, really kind of an unusual background for uh, compared to a number of the other guests on the show, but he's a conceptualized resort residential community designer for middle the Middle East. And you take that and you contrast that now with doing strategic brand studies for the United States Air Force in the Pacific Theater. Now, I don't know if you can get your head around those two images and, and, and what they put, how they bond together, but we're going to find out today. We've got a brand strategist uh, in the house, and brand Ooh. strategy is fantastic. Yes, Chris and I talk about brands all the time, and you can never, you know, Chris talks a lot about out, you cannot outperform your image, where you can also not outperform your brand. And uh, that's how people recognize you, that's how they know you, that's how they understand you. And uh, today's guest is an expert at that. He's the uh, founder and CEO of BrandedWorld.co. And uh, he's got uh, some really unique insights about uh, how he's put together world-class branded world organizations. And I'm excited to get into that because uh, he talks about his uh, really unique seven axioms to a really healthy branded organization. And I know we're going to do some deep diving into that. And He's got a new book out. It's called Groundwork and a way to really lay out uh, the foundation for your brand and be able to grab the attention of the audience. So without further ado, Benjamin Warzinski, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. You are most welcome. We're glad to have you. Welcome. Ben is in the house. Welcome, Ben. Uh, ben. Let's uh, let's dive uh, let's dive into a little background so that um, you know people know where you've uh, you've journeyed and what brought you to where you are now and I you know I'll just I'm gonna leave it at that and let you just go at it and you know obviously we're gonna pull some questions from from that so the stage is yours my friend great well yeah it's uh, it's kind of a funny story when. When I tell people I'm I'm a brand strategist, but my background has been in designing resort residential communities worldwide <laughs> and consulting to the Air Force, people kind of look at me with a blank stare. So uh, this is a great opportunity to kind of share my story. Uh, so growing up, I was, uh, I guess you could say, obsessed with building with Legos. And without really realizing it, I started planning towns and cities and then getting more uh, detailed and adding in trains and monorails and all kinds of road systems and bridges. And as I was building these cities that overtook my, my parents' basement, um, I kind of, without really knowing it, was building what I call a branded world. And I'll, I'll get into that, uh, that definition and that concept um, a little bit later. And so as I was kind of building that, I started uh, to, um, unbeknownst to me, kind of understand the planning process for how developments and uh, and cities and uh, neighborhoods are actually built in the real world. And so uh, I started studying landscape architecture when I went to school, uh, and that kind of came naturally, naturally to me because of all the experience I had with Legos. So uh, while I would be drafting using like AutoCAD or by hand, 
in my mind, I would be building with Lego bricks uh, to plan out how this whole thing would, would work. Um, and so that was kind of my first foray into that. And when I graduated from, from college, I uh, went down to Southern California and, and started uh, working on these really big, uh, illustrious, luxurious uh, master plans um, and resort residential communities for con countries like Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Um, and one of my, my favorite projects was Badiat Island, the island of happiness. And it, it's just off the coast of Abu Dhabi. Uh, there's a big bridge that takes you into this set of islands. Um, and my team was responsible for coming up with the conceptual plan uh, for that entire island uh, or set of islands. Um, and so that kind of got, got me into the brand experience. When we were working with the client, they kept asking us questions like, well, how's the how are the homeowners going to feel when they're driving through this neighborhood? And how are they going to feel when they're visiting the, the golf clubhouse? And how are they going to feel when they're on the golf course and, or they're at, their, they're at the hotel overlooking the Arabian Gulf? And so this uh, kind of got me into this world of brand experience and how do you design for the brand experience. And when you're creating physical uh, environments, there's a lot of uh, designing for the the experience that the person has walking through, what they see, partial views, and like what makes them kind of go around the corner to see what's next uh, as, you're, as you're navigating that area. Uh, and so that was really interesting to me, and I, I loved every, every moment of that. But uh, as you know, the financial, um, the housing crash kind of happened around uh, 2008, and I was a, a part of that. My industry was a part of that, and so uh, kind of, Seeing what was happening, I made a jump to, of all places, uh, Hawaii, and started consulting to the government, uh, particularly the uh, U.S. Air Force headquarters. And this was like the absolute top, uh, top brass. Uh, and I was part of a, a team where we would do uh, strategic planning and studies for uh, future missions and mission readiness. Uh, for the Air Force, for their training, and for other purposes. And that was just a wild experience. I spent about seven years doing that. And the what I kind of took from that was that uh, while the, we weren't designing and planning luxurious uh, places, we were, we were still designing these branded worlds for the Air Force, for them to operate. Um, and so that was really fascinating to me. And uh, and so looking at those two different areas uh, or, and the, those experiences, the uh, resort residential communities and the, uh, the Air Force, uh, those, that's just a really stark contrast. But then what I, what I kind of started to pick up on was that some corporations uh, also are kind of building branded worlds and others have more of a fragmented experience. And so because I was traveling all over the place, I was really familiar with Delta Airlines uh, Hilton Hotels, um, Hertz Rental Cars, and companies like that. And, and those are great examples of companies that have a seamless experience. So if you go to like the Delta app and you, uh, you check your flight, you check your status, uh, then when you go to the website, it's another uh, seamless experience. And those, the app and the website work well together. And when you go to the airport, the app works well with the kiosk, which works well with the Sky Lounge, which then like, Get, you get to the plane and everything has that consistent experience. Um, and so that like kind of got me into 
what I'm doing now, which is brand strategy and how do you tell that story, how do you create a culture around a company, and how do you increase engagement and, and interaction among your, uh, your customers so that they want to be a part of your brand uh, like it's like a, a best friend of theirs. I love it. You said something interesting that uh, happens in my household. I've got two little guys, three and, um, you know, one and a half uh, going on two. And, you know, Legos are a big part of <laughs> my my world. Uh, in fact, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever stepped on one of those things? <laughs> Man, that's the... <laughs> It's one of the greatest pains ever you can experience, I think, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, when I do it almost daily. It's like, ah, damn it, you know. But uh, it's amazing that, you know, connecting the dots between what you loved as a kid and then transpired through your life because it sounds like, you know, after you were doing that and you, and you went and you found the love of, you know, doing landscape architect um, assuming that you, you know, love that. Um, am, am I correct, Benjamin? Ben? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun uh, at first, and then it kind of became, uh, like, it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling enough for me. Right, uh, right. And that's how I kind of got into more uh, large-scale planning, and then from there, that was kind of like, oh, well, like, I would really love to work on the strategy part of and design these brands and help them right. build build right. a brand. Yeah. And, and, and I love that, that you were listening and, you know, mainly to yourself about what you wanted to do and you just went for it. And, and it sounded like, uh, obviously it worked out really well. Um, I love, I love the fact that you, you know, you talked about Legos right from the beginning and, and you're, <laughs> you know, definitely, um, into it because I let my kids like just create, you know, and that's a great place for them to, uh, let their imagination, uh, run wild. Um, and I think about all those, uh, you know, things and it, it's it's so important, you know. As a kid, I was you know certainly uh, loved Lego and I and I loved building that stuff. But I, you know, I just loved making money as well. And mm -hmm. you know, for me as a kid coming from a family that I did, there wasn't a lot of the money to go around. So you know, I learned ways to make money and you know starting at you know really young age doing all kinds of crazy things you know even bringing pop bottles back uh, when pop bottles were glass and they're um, you know recyclable uh, from a perspective of you know the uh, the store giving you back some money for that and then they you know wash them out and clean them out and then obviously re, re, uh, redistribute them so that being said, it was one of those things that I fell in love with, and if I connect the dots, same thing. It landed me in you know my career and what I do now. So, in uh, that sales consulting, sales training, but you know it's one of those things that you know I just followed, and it sounds like that's what you listened to as well along the way. What really got you excited? And it's going to change. You know, lots of things change through life. So I love the story, my friend, and and just that fact that you started through Legos. Uh, Alan, Alan, you there, brother? I'm there. I was just writing and uh, re reminiscing back. And Ben, I can truly relate to where you've come from as a youngster. I, I and granted, this is not a, a you know how did you grow up show, but uh, a little bit of it about how I grew up. Um, you know, I, I drew a lot. I had a, a big heart condition, so I didn't do a lot of physical things, but I did a lot of drawing, and that eventually led into you know college and architecture, and then I became uh, you know a resort designer. And so I know where, you know, from, from where you speak and, you know, outside the United States and then did a lot of work and, um, 
and hospitality, of course, which is all hotel design, and then also institutional design, hospitals and campuses and things like that. So I know where that comes from and the concept behind that. But I also, the same as you, like the, the continuity um, of brand. And, and, and that's, I guess, what, what stands, well, what stands out the most in what you talked about is the fact that uh, you work for the Air Force, and I like A-10 Warthogs. Can you get me in one of those? So we can get me out of I really like to. I really like to. You know, just a side note there. If you could work on that, that'd be awesome. But no, I mean, to to uh, to, to uh, I digress. But brand continuity is a real key piece, and uh, you mentioned it that uh, there are a number of brands that uh, keep you in the same zone. That picture in your mind, uh, what you think of a company and a brand, is consistent across uh, all facets. And I think that's really important to everyone, whether they work for large, whether they have a large company or whether they're a solo entrepreneur, is that they have consistent continuity with their brand. And and I can you dive in a little bit more to what that means? I don't know that the audience and there's a lot of we have a lot of young entrepreneurs on the on the show that listen that get those you know those key caveats to be able to apply in their business. Um, could you break it down into just some some uh, actionable steps that can really create some brand? How to maybe create the brand and then how to keep that continuity that brand across maybe social landscapes and and uh, the pictures that uh, that the audience has in the mind uh, when they think of someone's company. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm so glad that my story relates to both of you, um, and and I, I got to learn uh, some some things about your background as well. That that's really interesting. Um, how all of our um, backgrounds have kind of dovetailed um, <laughs> together. So that's always fun to hear. Um, yeah, I, I would sure. love to break down. Um, brand building uh, into some simple steps. Um, actually, my book, Groundwork, uh, is all about the foundation for an unshakable brand. And there's five different, uh, there's five foundational elements that all brands should have. Um, and those elements are your vision statement, your brand promise, uh, your mission statement, your core values, and your guiding principles. And Really, uh, when you start to think about your brand, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, well, I got to design a logo and I need to come up with a color scheme and maybe a, like a tagline that hooks people. And those things are all great. Those are part of your, your collateral for your marketing. Uh, and they're very important, but they're not your, your brand uh, strategy. You can't build a brand strategy based off of a logo. Um, and so this groundwork is really the core a foundation for how your brand is positioned, how people uh, view your brand and whether they relate to it, uh, and how it'll be uh, guided throughout the future. So, um, can so you can like, you go through those? Uh, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Ben. Can you go through those steps again, just so again our listeners uh, taking notes could um, you know listen to those you know fundamentals that you you have to have for a brand strategy. Please. Sure. So the, the five foundational elements that are critical to your brand uh, are your vision statement, your brand promise, uh, your mission statement, your core values, and your guiding principles. Beautiful. Thank you. Sure. Carry on, my friend. Uh, and so if we were to take just one of those, uh, one of those five elements and kind of go into a little bit more detail, uh, your vision statement, that's a, that's a good one. Um, 
your vision statement is all about your dream. So if you think of like yourself as a personal brand or if you look at your company, you want to take some time and really focus on on what your dream is is that you're trying to achieve. What's that end state? What does that look like? Is it 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, 50 years down the line? Is this something that you will never achieve but that's something that you want to strive to attain? You want to get to that broad dream that when you share it with others, people automatically can relate to it and want to latch on. So uh, a good example of a vision statement that everybody kind of understands and can get on board with is from Disney. Uh, and Disney's vision statement is to make people happy. It's, it's that simple. And so when you think of that vision statement, to make people happy, and then you start looking at all of Disney's products and services, everything that they do relates back to making people happy. And you can kind of picture the, the Disney board of directors at one of their board meetings kind of reviewing their, how their performance of their products and services are relating back to that vision. You, you can kind of say like, okay, so like, you know, we had this many people come through, through Disneyland and like, what were their reactions? Like, are we making people happy? Like, where are people not happy? And where can, like, using that, that uh, vision statement as a question, you can gain insight and figure out where you need to improve in order to increase your performance and work to attain that, that vision uh, statement. Hey, Ben, let me, let me interrupt you just a second here. I, I love the fact that what you said that we, we talk about this all the time, and it means when you have a, a company and you have a mission, you charge your decisions back towards that vision statement, back towards the purpose for which you're, you're engaged to begin with. And when you do that, you take the, uh, say, the emotion you know, out of it. You take uh, the risk out of it because it, it's no longer yeah, – extra personal it's interpersonal it, it has to do with not one individual but the success of the brand so charging your decisions back to that um, is key thank you so much I, I love the fact that you said that because I think that's a one of the biggest keys uh, that, that people miss is charging their decisions and their opportunities back towards a vision statement anyway sorry for the interruption continue on no that that's excellent yes and and really when you know, as I was writing the book Groundwork, I was really kind of, um, I kind of, kind of came to the to the conclusion that it really it it all matters. Like all this work is internal because the more you you get clear on who your company is, what it stands for, who it serves, and and you go through these statements, you build confidence in your brand and in yourself and what you're doing and what you stand for. And when you build that confidence internally externally people are going to perceive you differently uh, and so it's all about getting really clear uh, for yourself which like happens to then attract the right people to you in a much faster way if that makes sense it does it makes a great amount of sense the dead silence is chris and i are both writing notes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we do that uh, purposely <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's, it's good to ponder and think about these things. And um, I'm making notes because, again, it's always, um, you know, I always look at everything that I uh, am involved in, 
how can I learn from this? What is, you know, something I can pull from this to, you know, look at my own company or my own brand or, you know, in this specific case or, you know, what I'm doing personally and things like that. So it's definitely good to uh, to have some small little uh, awkward breaks, but, you know, very important uh, so that everybody uh, understands um, you know the uh, the the uh, information, and then how they can how they can uh, use it. Um, let's continue this. I, I I love this because I don't think we do enough deep dives on, you know, specifically this for all the entrepreneurs and you know CEOs and salespeople and all the people that listen to our show. Um, you know about brand, about them, you know specifically how they fit into their brand. So. I want to keep going on this if we can, you know, Ben, I, I think you're on a roll here. Uh, and if you don't mind, uh, maybe just even going through these, uh, these steps, sure. um, you know, on, uh, on what makes sense. Yeah, no, we can definitely do that. Um, so the next one is uh, the brand promise. And uh, there's a great quote from uh, Howard Schultz, CEO of Starbucks. And he says that, Great companies that build an enduring brand have an emotional relationship with customers that have no barrier. And that emotional relationship is one of the most important characteristics, which is trust. And so the brand promise, to sum up, is all about trust. And so when you make that promise to your customer, you want to really make sure that you can deliver on that promise every single time. Uh, so if we look at an example, Amazon com is the one of it's the most it's the number one uh, most trusted online brand uh, and the reason is that they have an incredible reputation for delivering on their fulfillment of their packages so when you order from Amazon you know that you're going to get it in the time that they specify or earlier and they've continued to deliver on that promise ever since they started and because of that that dedication to that promise that they give to their customers, they build that trust and that value, and, and that's uh, why they are now number one online. Uh, and, and so when you think about your brand promise, you really want to make sure that it's something that, that you can deliver on uh, and that you can, um, that is, it, and then it, it is measurable and meaningful. Um, so it's not just kind of fluff. It, it actually has meaning behind it. I love it. Keep going, my friend. You're on a roll. This is okay. this is awesome. Okay, great, great. Um, yeah. So let's. Uh, I can give you a couple examples of uh, of brand promises. So, sure. uh, BMW is a great one. Their their brand promise is the ultimate driving machine, and the kind of the funny thing is like you can say well yeah there's a ton of other like european sports cars out there but none of them are the ultimate driving machine right. and so bmw can keep coming back to that that promise and say well look like like you may be able to get a, a another sports car similar but it's not going to deliver the same things that we are promising uh with our brand promise um and ha being a fan of bmw and driving their BMWs, there is literally nothing like the ultimate driving machine. Um, so I, I just absolutely love that. Me too. Um, and 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 I'm gonna just uh, interrupt here for just one second. So it's almost like sure. making a uh, <laughs> making a statement and then just charging that statement back all the time because they own it now. 
they made the statement, they own it, and you know, obviously, um, they you know charge everything back to that in in their marketing and 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 promotion. Yes, yes, and I think uh, even more than just charging it back, I think they uh, they're able to measure against it. So they probably, uh, my guess would be that they have some goals and objectives that relate to the ultimate driving machine and how they measure that uh, to see to make sure that they're they're meeting that that promise of delivering the uh -huh. ultimate driving machine. Right, right. I think you brought up that. That's a really good point. Could you dive di just a, a little bit deeper into what you just said, uh, an ability, Ben, to be able to measure the success of a promise. Can you give a, a tool or maybe a little tip as to how maybe somebody new can uh, – yeah, find a way to, to track that or to be able to visualize what that looks like? Sure, <clears throat> sure, yeah. No, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, and the reason why I, I think it's so critical to be able to measure um, these, these statements is because they're not just marketing fluff. These statements really drive your brand forward. Uh, and you want people on your team and you want uh, – those customers and prospective customers and fans to all understand them and be able to get on board with them and say, oh, my gosh, I believe in that. That makes so much sense. Like, yes, I want to help you, like, achieve that um, that cause uh, and, and see you grow and be happy. Um, and so the brand promise, uh, you want to think about, like how you can attach goals to to the promise. So what I like to do is look at certain keywords. Uh, so if we went back to BMW and we looked at their brand promise of the ultimate driving machine, uh, we may look at like uh, like say machine uh, as our keyword, and then we'd want to set up a few goals that says, okay, how do we define this machine and what what things are needed in this machine in order to make it the ultimate. Uh, driving machine. Does that kind of make sense? And so, yep. so the idea is to nice. get more quantitative against this, this, uh, what could be taken as kind of a fluffy statement. I love it. Yeah, I do. I love it. I think that's a great analogy. And I think that's a uh, great way. Also, you can reverse engineer this and figure out what kind of end results you want to have and then come back and actually create your create your uh, yeah. your brand promise. I think a lot of people yeah, try to figure exactly. out, they try to create the fun for the fancy words up front and it may not actually follow the ultimate goal that they're trying to have. Yes, exactly. And when I go on to, to work with companies that are already uh, existing and operating, we look I look at a lot of how they're already what they're doing well and then seeing how we can tie those results back into these these types of statements to create more of that cohesive uh, and seamless experience. Yeah, you're exactly right. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. We're on a roll. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, cool. no, this okay, is so, great. Yeah. Good, good. So the, the third uh, foundational element is the mission statement. And uh, the, the mission statements are usually the most visual element. It's the one that you've, you've most likely heard about. Uh, and your company's mission statement is the opportunity to define the company's goals, ethics, culture and norms uh, for decision-making. And I think the, the best way to figure out how to define your mission statement is to think of it uh, in at least three dimensions. And the dimensions are that uh, it's what the company does for its customers, what it does for its employees, and what it does for its owners. Uh, and some of the, 
the best mission statements out there add a fourth and a fifth dimension, and those are what the company does for its community and what it does for the world. I love it. Uh, so, so, yeah, keep going. Oh, um, so when, when you think about your, your mission statement, some of the best practices would be to uh, keep it, try to keep it short, um, you know, 20 words max, and if you can, try and get it down to under 10 words. Uh, and so for all, your, all the listeners out there, I challenge you to take your mission statement and try to cut it in half um, and, and just see what, you, what your results are and really use words that, that, again, are keywords to your company that associate with your brand and then that you can uh, attach goals and objectives to so that you can start to measure within that, that mission statement. I love it. Great, uh, great exercises and great uh, uh, description, Ben, about uh, what to do. I think you've given already a plethora of uh, value to the listeners on how they can uh, adapt and uh, implement. But um, continue on, my friend. Good, good. Um, well, do you guys have any questions about, about mission statements uh, specifically that I could answer? Um, where does one start? Um, I you know, think what's the, a strategy? The, what's a strategy to come up with one? I think the, you know, as you as you start to define your your company and what you what you offer, uh, I think that's kind of where it starts. So, who you're serving, uh, your audience, and and what product or service you're delivering, uh, okay. and then from there, the mission is kind of your objective. It's it's your how to, and then it's it's also sharing who it's it's for. So you want to make sure that you're uh, including your customers, uh, your employees, and your owners um, in that statement. Awesome. Um, so moving on, you know, core value, uh, and then, you know, guiding principles. Walk us through those so that we can tie it all together. Sure. So the core values, uh, I really like core values, and uh, there's another great quote from Simon uh, Manwaring, uh, and he says that brands are facing a new competitive landscape in which self-definition uh, core values and purpose will increasingly define their ability to reach customers that only allow what is meaningful in their lives to pass through their filter. So you and I know that we're getting bombarded with, with messages uh, at all times of the day, across all devices, uh, no matter where we are in the world, we're getting inundated with all these messages. And so how we filter uh, these messages to whether they apply to us or not is through core values. Um, and so core values are the characteristics that the company believes in uh, and exhibits and perpetuates. Um, so every interaction with the company um, you know, they're believing that they are acting with their core values and that, and that could include characteristics like uh, trust, honor, bravery, and creativity. Um, so, for example, one of the core values that Branded World has is aloha. Uh, girl, like, uh, living in, in Hawaii for about seven years, aloha became uh, very prominent as far as a, a cultural um, cornerstone. And so aloha is all about respect. Um, and respecting everyone there, and everyone has a voice, and to kind of just um, 
kind of just have this, this respect for everyone. Um, and so Aloha became really important to me uh, personally, and it's also um, a value that Branded World uh, really believes in. Love it. Sweet. The um, guiding principles, you know, yeah. where, where, do I, where do I start, you know, with that, you know, thinking that, hey, I'm, you know, new to my brand strategy, you know, I've, I've done a logo, I go to work, I make some money, but, you know, it's, it could be, you know, it could be better. People could recognize me in, in certain ways. Um, how does that fit in from, um, you know, the guiding principles? What do, what do I, what do I do there? Yes. So the guiding principles are um, something that, that's mo mostly internal, um, behind the scenes, um, and but they're they're really critical in that they help you answer the question, does it fit our firm's guiding principles? So when you right. when you want to, when you think about your guiding principles, they're really uh, the law that serves as the basis for reasoning and action. They're, they're could be thought of as like a personal code of conduct or a brand's code of conduct. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really important that that these guiding principles that you create for your brand become kind of the philosophy of what your brand stands for. Uh, and that kind of determines how you make decisions. Uh, and so for if you look uh, or if you think about like mergers and acquisitions and a brand acquiring another brand or a brand merging with another brand, one of the first things you want to do is look at, you know, do, do we share the same values? Like do we share the same uh, principles? Like and, and how are those going to mash up? Um, and you can see when, uh, when, when brands do not align very well. Uh, another um, kind of great example, um, uh, I think it was Kellogg's, they recently uh, announced that they were going to pull their advertising off of a certain uh, website uh, platform because that website did not meet the values uh, that they believe in. And so that's an example of the brand um, not aligning with, or the brand's values not aligning with their um, their advertising partner. And right. so the guiding principles are very similar in that you want to create this philosophy and then kind of be able to uh, to check against it as far as like check and balances and to make sure that you're um, that that what you're doing and as how the brand is operating and moving forward is in line with with what your company believes in. Now, I think those are really key points, Ben. How does a you got a new person that that's, that was an employee and now they've uh, they're brand they're branching out now into entrepreneurship, whatever that whatever that ends up being, whether it ends up being something with intellectual property only, or it be somebody you know something with a product or a service, a tangible product or service that they're offering, you know their uh, contingent base. And they come up with, you know, they, they've worked through this, this strategy here, these five things, and they're down to their guiding principles now, which is really kind of the, the how tool, the tools they use to, to help guide their activity, to help charge their decisions back to, to make sure that there's continuity and alignment. Um, what, what kind of, give me an idea of a, like a, a line item principle for something basic like that. Uh, that uh, that everybody you know could or should have you know in their guiding principles and is there a particular idealistic number of guiding principles that cover these five areas of your business that every individual should have? Those are those are great questions, and um, 
you know, I think the guiding principles can be uh, up to 10 uh, principles. I, I would say once you hit 10 principles, that, that becomes uh, quite a, a lot to kind of maintain and to continuously check to make sure that you're, you're ensuring. So I would, I would recommend, um, you know, three to five principles that, that uh, you truly can, can live and breathe and check against uh, continuously. Um, so, so some examples, uh, Facebook has 10 guiding principles, and they have really great, uh, they're short, they're succinct, uh, and they, you, can, you can quickly kind of assess if Facebook is um, living to, up to those, those principles. So let me give you a couple examples. So one of their uh, guiding principles is to create a better world. And so we know that Facebook is all about connecting the world, and they want to give everyone a voice. And so from, from Facebook's perspective, you know, I think that they think that they are creating a better world through their platform and their technologies. Uh, another guiding, uh, guiding principle is to build a good team. And so Facebook, is, again, is, uh, is pretty focused on building a, a really good team. They want to bring in the best people that they can in order to achieve their, their vision and their mission. And to their, one of the principles is to create that better world. Uh, does, does that does that kind of uh, make sense? Yeah, it does because it it yeah. it, it I'm tr trying to find the right words here. It tells people how to go about tracking and monitoring. We're going to use these uh, you know these these guiding principles, these tools to help check and balance to make sure that we yeah. are fulfilling our promise, our obligations, our commitments, our strategies, our promises to um, our, our audience, whether they are, like you said, intellectual property, whether they are our product. It's a check and balance. It's kind of like having a, uh, an advisory board, and you may have an advisory board. That may, be, that may be a guiding principle, but it's an advisory board that's constantly looking at every decision that you make, everything that you do, are you in fact living up to the promises and the values and the things you set forth uh, in, in the services to your audience? Is that, is that, would yes. that be fair to say? Exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. And, and so when you, when you take the time to get these five elements really clear and crystallized and, uh, and then you allow your, your company to adopt them, you can put them all on one sheet. And I have a worksheet uh, that goes with uh, the book, Groundwork, so that you can hand that one sheet out to your, your entire team and everyone can kind of be on that same page. And then it's also a tool for the board, uh, for the advisory board, uh, whoever is kind of overseeing the company and how it's, how it's moving. And this, these become, like you said, these, these tools and these uh, checks and balances to make sure that the brand is, is fulfilling its, its promises and delivering on, on those. I love the fact that you've got a one sheet that keeps it all in one spot. It's kind of a, a check and balance, uh, you know, checklist. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Is, I think it's probably a good point to say, how do people get a hold of you, uh, Ben, to be, if they, if they want to work with you directly, on uh, or, or once or more, if they just want to chat with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you to dive deeper into some of these uh, concepts and strategies? Yeah, um, I, I always welcome uh, emails, and I'm on social media. Um, you can go to my website, brandedworld.co, uh, and that's where my, my website is. Um, I blog uh, 
three times a week um, and have lots of great information. I'm, uh, I'm in the process of building a, a brand strategy academy, um, and that will be launched from brandedworld.co as well um, in the coming months. Um, and so if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at B Worsinski, uh, B-W-A-R-S-I-N-S-K-E. I'm on there quite frequently. Or you can find uh, my uh, company's uh, handle. It's at brandedworldco, uh, just without the dot. And that's I'm across uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, always, I'm always available via email, uh, benjamin at brandedworld.co. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email, and I'd be happy to jump on a Skype call or a phone call or, or meet in person if you're in Chicago, uh, where, whatever. I love it. I love it. Uh, totally accessible and uh, definitely willing to help, and that's the uh, sign of a great guest and someone we love because uh, it's all about um, you know helping others, and um, you obviously uh, – have done a great job with that, you know, building your company and, and attracting the people towards you. So we uh, we appreciate that. And, you know, for our audience, take them up on that. You know, if you're having some questions or you need some help in this area, you know, the best is to reach out to, um, you know, people like Ben that, you know, offer up this insight because that's how you're going to be able to then go out into the world and do what you want and have people actually find you and notice you and understand what you have to offer. So I uh, love that, Ben. Um, I'll be calling you in a little bit. <laughs> I was just going to say, right? you're pitching them on, online. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Let's just, uh, let's just make it you know, very clear. Ben, I need you uh, available in the next uh, you know, 30 minutes. And <laughs> all, all kidding aside, Ben, yeah. would, you, would you consider coming back on? We're going we're gonna to be getting into a live show here in the near future but we're also want to do some uh some webinar work for our audience would you come on and uh and work with us we can work out the details exactly what that's going to be a little bit later but uh put together a webinar with us that uh can really dive a little bit deeper deeper into some of these tool sets and maybe uh even have some uh live call-in question and answer time sure i would absolutely love to awesome Cool. We will we will definitely make that happen and uh, and and have you uh, come in and you know the live show is uh, is is awesome and will be because we're going to have um, an opportunity to either dial out or dial in and um, you know that's going to be fun so we'll talk more about that offline. Um, Alan, what else do we have for Ben to uh, to 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 let our you know audience know? Um, you know, I, I've got a question, actually. Forget you, Alan. I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> I figured that was coming. Go for right. it. Ben, what's yeah. the one thing, what is the one thing when you're jumping on a plane that you must have? The one thing when I'm jumping on a plane, um, I would say I must have a fully charged iPhone and headphones uh, for uh, either note-taking or uh, listening to podcasts. Uh, or music. Um, yeah, I, I, I was it. just on a plane recently to New York, and I left my headphones in my backpack above um, in the uh, overhead bin, and so I was so sad by that, but I, at least my phone was fully charged, and I just started taking notes and uh, put, by writing down, down ideas, and I got to tell you, that was the most uh, clarifying <laughs> time on the plane that I had, just writing down notes. I had nothing else to distract me, uh, and it was it was absolutely great, so 
Yeah, that's what I recommend. I love it. See, I had to throw a question out there just to get Alan prepared for this question that I asked him to ask. So I, you know, basically just took some time for him to think about what he was going to ask you. So that's how really, we play this game. What he's, really saying, what he's really saying here, Ben, is that I didn't have a question in, in line and he's one accountable to doing that. Little does he know that with the age difference here, I, I have several questions that uh, that, have, that have been lined up for years that, you know, that, that he hasn't even gotten to yet because of the wisdom that comes within, you know, the age of a gentleman like me. It's just, it's natural, but it's okay. It's misunderstood sometimes by, you know, those of, of younger years, but it's not it. a problem. <laughs> I, hey, I got, I got, a, I got a, a question that a lot of people ask. So what do you do? How do you answer that? Sometimes I think people ask that because they don't have a freaking clue what else they should ask when they meet somebody, but they ask it. So what do you do? So what's your quick answer? <laughs> oh, wow. Put me on the spot. Yeah, on um, the spot. Go. I like to say uh, I help companies go from unnoticeable to unshakable. Ah, love that. Nice. And, of course, that leads into 12 more questions. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I like that a lot. Uh, I, I tell people I help, um, I help people change uh, light bulbs, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously leads to another question. You know, what does that mean? <laughs> Often they confuse me with an electrician. But it leads to a very interesting conversation because, you know, again, when you're coaching, it's all about asking questions, um, you know, consulting. It's always about, you know, asking questions and then leading people, um, you know, and I just relate the mind to a light bulb and the mind then changes um, or maybe it's dim or maybe it just needs a brand new type of light bulb so you know again it's just a conversation piece but it, it's it's something that obviously gets people talking because I get that all the time what do you do well you know a lot of times I'll respond I do lots of things which what like what are you referring to <laughs> so yeah, and that's, you know, that's a great way to, to deflect the back. question as well <laughs> yeah absolutely but you know throw a curveball at them like that and um, it's it's always fun Wow, I'm just, you know, I'm looking up and, I, and, and it always amazes me how fast the show goes, right? The, the, yeah. This show just goes incredibly fast um, because it is conversation and we do this for a reason because we get to know our guests and we allow our audience to really, you know, listen in and, and not have so canned questions and answers, but to really just let the show evolve the way it needs to evolve. And today, I think, you know, quite frankly, Alan, I, and I think you can agree, we got some really great insight to something that I, I think eludes a lot of people. Um, I agree. Especially an entrepreneur, uh, a lot of times, uh, where, you know, they're, they start a business, uh, they don't really put a lot of thought into, you know, the brand itself. Um, you know, to your point earlier, Ben, you know, they get a logo and they just, just start somewhere they you know they 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 go along the road and and um and they try to get some business or try to pull business in um you know whether it's uh you know product or service and a lot of times you know when you when you step back and and you ask some of these questions and and truly these are just questions right um mm -hmm. when you're thinking about all these things they're they're just great questions to think about so that you can 
slowly chip away and you start to see this beautiful, beautiful uh, model uh, in front of you and something you probably wouldn't have been able to see unless you asked those questions. So I can honestly tell you, my friend, I got a lot out of this uh, you know, chat today and, and I just wanted to thank you for bringing the, the awareness uh, to such an important part of business um, that yet a lot of people still, you know, overlook. And, and, I, and I think, you know, the show is going to go a long way for, uh, for a lot of folks that are listening in and, um, and, and grab some stuff. And obviously your door is wide open, uh, which is great, and they can contact you. Uh, again, um, it is, uh, and I'm just going to tell everybody, go to brand, brandedworld.co and uh, you'll be able to get all the information there. Grab, uh, grab Ben's book. Groundwork. You can get it on Barnes and Noble. You can buy it on Amazon, um, and I'm certainly going to get uh, my copy um, and uh, and read through and, and get some really good ideas because you know again books are such a low barrier to entry to uh, to learn and, and absorb uh, as well as shows like this you know where you can come on and just um, listen in and, and get some great information. Uh, in fact, I think we're probably the lowest barrier uh, of of learning out there that um, because it's free. And, and what a there great place to, to grab some information. But uh, check out uh, Groundwork uh, by Benjamin Warzinski, and you can grab that at Amazon um, and, uh, or Barnes & Noble. And, and I'm sure if you, uh, you contact um, Ben and, and you want to work with Ben, I'm sure he'll send you a book if, if you want to work with him. Is, is that correct, Ben? Sure, yeah. I'll send you a signed <laughs> copy. There you go. There you go. A signed copy at that. So nice. all you got to do is work with Ben and get some, you know, get a get a book out of it as well, uh, as well as obviously improving your uh, your company's brand. And um, what a great what a great chat today. Um, you know, Alan. Again, show goes really quick, my friend. But we have one more question, and um, I, I'm interested to see. You know, Ben covered a lot, but I'm interested to see what he leaves us with today. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think a lot of people zip past this information on the way to serving their clients. I think they zip past this information on the way to, um, you know, creating income. And, uh, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people that are, that are uh, asking themselves now, well, I guess maybe I better go back and, and do a little bit of studying here and uh, better serve my client base because these things are talk what you're talking, what we're talking about today is how to better serve those that have honored you by following you, that have honored you by listening to you, that have honored you by talking about you and implementing some of your wisdom. And so thank you, uh, Benjamin, so much for what you've um, openly given. And I know what you charge um, a, a hefty fee for, for individuals and companies to be able to uh, take their uh, business onto new heights and to new explorations and we thank you for that we thank you for the time and chris as usual thank you for being such a great co-host but like you mentioned we have one last question we like to ask our guests and ben this is something that um you know what one bold move would you like to leave with our audience today, something that they can, you, you've given them a, a, a whole plethora of things today, and maybe this is a reiteration of something you've already talked about, but what one bold move would you like to leave with them that they can actually implement right now as soon as they're off this show and implementing their business? Well, thank you so much, Chris and Alan, for the opportunity to come on your show and to share um, some knowledge and hopefully 
uh, provide some actionable steps for your audience. Uh, and this bold move, uh, this is something that has changed my life. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, I got on the Shaper app, uh, Shaper, S-H-A-P-R app, uh, about, uh, I guess it was about a year ago, um, March of 2015, or 2016, I guess. Uh, and I started uh, swiping um, to connect with other professionals and uh, meet with them for coffee uh, or for lunch or, or whatever. And I was new to Chicago, and so this was my way of, of kind of reaching out and kind of building my network in Chicago. And I got to tell you, while it was the most terrifying experience of my life to meet random strangers at a coffee shop uh, for a conversation, uh, it was also the best thing that, that ever happened. Uh, so my bold move to uh, all the listeners out there is to contact someone that you admire or get on Shaper and find someone on Shaper that you think that you can connect with and then actually take the bold action of following up and asking them out to coffee, taking them out to lunch, and just seeing where it goes, having that, that open conversation and having a clear intent of not trying to make a sale, not trying to get them to connect you with someone else, but just getting to know them uh, and them alone as a friend uh, and to hear their story. And when you do that, you open up so many more opportunities and possibilities for things to happen. And I got to tell you, uh, ever since I started doing that, um, I was meeting three or four people on a weekly basis, and it just opened up my network and opened up so many opportunities uh, here in Chicago. And I've taken those same actions that have now um, multiplied it across the online uh, landscape, and things are just happening at such a fast pace. It's, it, and it was all from just being bold and putting myself out there and making those connections. Being vulnerable, I love that. And thank you for uh, having such an honest answer. Uh, I think a lot of people try to find this majestic, fantastic, you know, uh, I stand out, but sometimes the simplest of, of challenges that we challenge ourselves with are, can be the most profound. And, uh, and, and that's exactly what you're talking about. And I'm looking on my phone right now, and I looked this up. Is it H-S-H-A-P-R, connect with people? Yes. <clears throat> Excellent. Yeah. Well, definitely going to do that myself as well. All right. Sweet. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Ben. Thanks for coming on. Thank you to the audience uh, for tuning in. And um, any questions, obviously, you could email us at info at thinkboldbebold.com. And Alan and I would be happy uh, if you're looking for a guest or some information, uh, something we can help with. We'd be absolutely um, – uh, it would be a great pleasure to do so. Alan, always a pleasure, my friend. Lots of fun. Likewise. Ben, come yeah. back soon, and we will uh, we will catch you on the flip side, my friend. Thank you so much Great. to the Thanks audience. So much, and yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Well, it wouldn't be a show without me staying. Do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.